It's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, no, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzer. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in, like, an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. Well, g'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astros Fantasy Football podcast. My name is Maddie C. I am the host of the show. I'm the commissioner of the league. I'm that former little dweeby receiver from the Astros 10 plus years ago. But, you know, I'm also the resident Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So, you know, I'm a guy who knows pain, people. It's going to be a great show today, too, because, well, you know, we've had a little bit to do with the ACTGL in the last couple of weeks, and I'm really, really pleased that this little podcast can be a little bit of a platform for some of the clubs, and we're going to talk to somebody from another one of the clubs today, which is great, after we spoke to our own league champion, Scuba Steve, last week. If you missed that, go back and find it. We're on everything that you can get a podcast through, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, you name it, you name it, we're on all of them. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Astro League Podcast. We're on Twitter at Astro League Pod. And you can even send us a good old-fashioned email if you want to reach out to us, astroleaguepodcast at gmail.com. Hey, we've got a merchandise store too, full of great Astro League podcast stuff. But also, for those of you who are ACT Gridiron guys, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that's Astro's Gridiron branded too. If you see anything that you would like to see an Astro's Gridiron logo attached to to sing out, hit me an email, find me on uh, Instagram or any of those other places too. But that site is through tpublic forward slash Astro League podcast, but there's also links to it through any of the social media. All right, we're going to do our show a little bit backwards today because I've got a special guest on. I'm actually going to bring him through first, and then we'll talk about some league-specific stuff for the Fantasy Football League right afterwards. My guest today is an old mate of mine, actually, Jason Ray, and he is the founder of the Gungahlin Wolves Gridiron Club here in Canberra. I'm going to hop right out of the way and bring him in real quick too. We're just going to talk a bit about how it is for a new club starting up in the league and the way the league is at the moment. And it'll be a great 20 minutes to spend with Jace. So let's go. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am with head coach and defensive coordinator of the Gungahlin Wolves Gridiron Club, Mr. Jason Ray. Now, Gungahlin, it's the northernmost town centre here in Canberra and the club is brand, brand, new, new. So firstly, mate, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have I got all your titles right there? I've got head coach. I've got defensive coordinator. Are there any others? Founder, Lord Emperor? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. President, um, you know, the, the, the official title of, uh, of starting president. up a, a, a brand new club. So, yep. yeah, president of the club. And yeah, no, that's right. Head coach and defensive coordinator, hopefully just for a year so I can focus on actually uh, <laughs> on doing a few more things. Um, I've taken probably a couple of, couple of too many hats on this year. But again, you sort of got it when you first start up. So. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thrill, right? Starting the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You kind of, the first year is a lot about just realizing how many things you need to happen properly, right? It's huge. It's like, you, I, I guess you always think it's a big task, but, you know, we're from, from the equipment side, you know, just to training plans to the interactions mm-hmm. with players, 
field. So ACT Sport and Rec have been fantastic to get us a field in, in Gungahlin. So our home moving forward is is the Emeru um, playing ovals just at the back there behind all the AFL. There's a, a sneaky rugby league one there. So um, it's it, it was really good for them to help us out. And yeah, we did a few few sessions across, uh, I guess, Gungahlin and, and Madura Park just to get us going. So there's an oval just across from Madura Park Shopping Centre. Um, so we've been at a couple of different locations, but now we've got our own little home. It's fantastic. Um, it's It's been it's been a journey, that's for sure. And, and the best thing, and I keep saying to the guys, you know, we're just getting started. And that's probably our mantra right now. We're just getting started. I like that. Get that across all your social media. We're just getting started. I love that. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I guess just a quick introduction to you and I too. Like we both played sometime in the past since I last played, but we, we used to play a little bit mano a mano. Uh, I think you used to defend me a little bit when I was an Astro and you were a Firebird, mate. So <laughs> We did. Yeah, yeah, a bit of one-on-one coverage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you were... Uh, uh, no, no. I, you, you're, you're a challenge. You're a challenge. That you speak. I, awesome. I often say to my players that... Um, you know, the guys that are uh, the bulkier guys, the slower guys, I love because they'll run right at you. The speedy guys I had trouble with because it may- means I had to work. <laughs> it means I had to think about where they were going to go, left or right, you know, um, and, and obviously appreciate the speed too. I think, you gave, I think I oh, gave you an extra it. couple of yards of a cushion because I was worried about the deep, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the deep part. This is very gracious of you, mate. Um, I, I'm not the fastest guy in the world, but when you throw 20 <laughs> pounds of pads on me, I'm, I'm not, I'm no fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got your... Uh, I've, Ex quarterback playing for me now, and he's doing a great job. Um, yes, so he's, uh, yeah. Tell us a bit about it because Pete's in our league, uh, but he's yep, yep. he's a big part of the the veteran presence in your club. So tell us a bit about the the, the other guys. In the yes, club. so he came across as a uh, potential coach, um, wanted to come along and help out and get back into, um, I guess, a club. He's doing a lot of flag football, urban rec. Um, yes. and, and, uh, yeah, he come across, um, and I sort of said, look, I'd love to have you play if you, if you've got it, you know, if you, if, you know, if you're interested and he sort of had a bit of a think about it and he's jumped on board and, and he's been massive, you know, he's been massive for our junior quarterbacks, not only yeah. with our senior quarterbacks too, but uh, our juniors, we one in particular, Jack, um, has really, uh, really grown a good relationship with him and, uh, and they've helped in that absence of, we've, we've got good offensive coaches, um, but you know, yeah. as you know, like in American football, football format, it's incredibly hard to try and get across every single position. So when we have veterans, which we do, um, we've got a number of guys that have played for a number of years who have stepped up and helped us out. We've got a senior leadership group that's been formed from day dot. Um, and Pete's one of those guys that just we can lean on, you know, and he's got great ideas too. He comes with us with, you know, he sees it this way and, and can we try this out? And it's, it's great to have someone like that. It just takes the, the pressure off. Oh, 100%. And I think... He's got some unique experience to bring too because he was part of helping set up a flag over in Malaysia as well. And I think he's sort of been yep. really helpful in getting – in being part of something that's starting, you know, and, and introducing right. people yeah. who haven't played or have got limited experience. Is there any yeah. other uh, veterans around the league who, uh, who are part of the club that some folks might know? Yeah. Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got Brent uh, Williams, um, so number 20 from the Firebirds, uh, big running back. Um, so he's been there from – he I, – I, I, collected him from the start um you know obviously yep. been out of the sport for a few years and he's he's uh, he's actually just been announced as one of our 10 captains um you know we've got lawrence uh, from the firebirds too uh free safety defensive he's uh defensive back he's uh he, he's played and coached uh juniors uh for over 10 years now so he's been great there's a, a number of guys obviously from the firebirds that have come across yep. since they haven't had a, a program this year um cody field um and cam they're both on our squad um so wow. yeah like a a massive amount of experience and uh, and both are playing, which is great. So having them on the line yes. and helping us out, but also yeah, also having them play too has been has been huge. So 
those boys aren't getting any younger. But it would be good to have their experience. They're not. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they still hit like a like a Mack truck, that's for sure. Oh, God. Cody ran at me just one time in my entire career, and uh, the color of my undies <laughs> changed very quickly. He's a big boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, my, my, first, my first ever senior, senior game, he, uh, we, we met in the middle on a kickoff. And it was like a red set card. And, 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 and wow, I, uh, I, I tackled that. him and I flipped him. I flipped him and, and I, I got up and I couldn't see for a couple of seconds. It was a bit terrifying. So, oh, yeah, wow. no, he's, um, he's, a bit, he's, but he hasn't lost a step. He's, he's probably in some of the best shape of his life. And, uh, oh, and, and, and Cam, too, you know, they're, and they're both so, so experienced and so knowledgeable. And it's, it's great to have them on board, that's for sure. Well, mate, so that's a veteran presence, but I think. But Scuba and I were talking about this. I was talking to Scuba Steve Wallace from the Gladiators a couple of days ago, and he's pretty involved with trying to get their season up and running. And he's saying, yeah. you know, it's the rookies. Recruiting rookies and getting new people into the sport is is really what helps the sport keep ticking. How are you guys doing with finding new players and, and getting interest in the community? Uh, great. I mean, so we've, we're currently sitting on 54 senior players. Um, we, we've had no dramas yeah. at all. I guess the biggest thing, and, and I think a lot of the, the three teams currently – Yep. Um, are doing a great job at is uh, is selling a product. You know, at the end of the day, you look at it like a. I, I look at it like a retail product. So you know, you you make sure your costs are, are covered. Um, you know, and you make sure it's affordable as possible. You give them something um, for their money, not only the experience, but so for our guys, they as a part of their rego, they get some um, shoulder pads, uh, their own jersey, their own pants, their own t shirt, their own socks to keep. Wow. So once guys sort of see that high rego cost, which which does come with American football. Yeah, um, you know, but then they get so much for their money. Um, you know, that's just a that's just a, a small thing to try and keep them in the sport. Um, and then when they come back the second year, if they do, which which we're hoping a lot, a lot of the of the rookies and even the veterans will, yeah. you know, they, their cost is lower. You know, and they again they get they they get their own jersey with their name on it. And just those little things, those little one percenters that that help you keep guys around and um and and also get them to buy into the sport as well. And that's the biggest thing for us. We've combined our junior and senior training, so oh. um. So we, we don't we don't train separately. Well, obviously, the seniors don't level the juniors, but we um <laughs> we yeah we've we've never done it. Mean mean uh, Josh, my offsider, Josh Cortez already. We um we've we've never run them together, and it, it had some challenges. We we felt like we were not neglecting the juniors, but because we were so focused on how many seniors we had, yeah. um you know they maybe maybe you know we weren't paying too much attention with their playbook and their development, etc. But now we've just found that perfect balance. And we even had juniors, brand new juniors, never played the sport, teaching the new juniors, uh, you know, skills like defensive back coverage, uh, running routes. Oh, wow. um, we picked a couple of senior, so I guess, uh, senior junior leaders. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the, uh, <laughs> I think we know in, what you in mean. The, in the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've picked a couple of those guys to really help them out and, uh, and, and I guess, you know, make up for our, our, our shortfall in, in, Trying to trying to balance out as you know a seventy essentially a seventy uh, seventy player team when you combine the two programs because we've got yeah we've got just shy of That's fantastic. twenty juniors now which is fantastic but um yeah it's it's tricky uh, but uh, I tell you what it's great because we're looking at it as a a one club um you know program basically obviously we've got the two teams but it's one club and the fact that the juniors will hang around the seniors and see that culture and all that sort of stuff really we, we really hope that they can stay around and that's what it's all about you know stepping up into the senior program and feeding that and just getting them the most experience best experience uh, uh, majority of our juniors are 14 15 years old so you know they'll play for a few more years but also we've got a couple of guys as a 17 that will get an exemption hopefully to play in the seniors and they'll get that experience that red that red shirt experience basically Oh, that'd be cool. So there's sort of a bit yeah. of a, 
a story, a bit of a progression. If you want to stay in the sport, you can do it all at the one club. You can start without being a senior. That's fantastic. That's a really great product yeah. to be selling, you know. Well, that's right. And the juniors uh, take part in our, our obviously non-contact scrimmage. So yep. when we uh, when we go out and do our live scrimmages, which we've been doing for the last couple of months, they're actually part like they're actually taking part in an eleven man format, which is huge for a, a junior. Yeah. I mean, for for me personally, when I started playing, we only played seven aside. So going up from seven to eleven is 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 challenging. You know, there's so many more people. It's so many more you have to learn. You know, it's 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 it is it's very difficult. So we're trying to give them that full experience uh, from the start. Um, so yeah. when they make that transition, it's not so full on. That's pretty fantastic. And I, th- I think you know, I was talking to in the conversation with Steve too. He was sort of saying look, the league itself has been in a bit of an interesting spot the last couple of years. But really, he was saying, gee, this year the league room itself, the the peak body really kind of feels gelled in a way that maybe hasn't been the case the last couple of years. Uh, what's the season looking like for the ACT Gridiron League from your perspective? Look, it's positive. It's it's better. I mean, the last two years has only been two clubs. I think it's been it's it, it would have been challenging, but I guess what they ha- they people often forget is the league's been through this before. It's just about learning where we've made mistakes. You know, so ACT Gridiron probably can't support six teams you know ACT but at the same time we need to be getting you know social media is huge I mean and we're probably not out on social media as much as we can be so like we sponsor just from our perspective we sponsor posts all the time when we're recruiting when we're putting out you know key information for the club and the the league does that too Uh, the biggest thing is you know getting out and about in the community as well so we run we've run a total of around 10 recruitment days Um, so there's your stalls Uh, you can get community sites at any sort of local uh, shopping centre um, which which is great. Obviously, you know, it doesn't doesn't cost anything because we're a yeah. non for profit. Um, and you can sit out there, and you know, I've had days where I've sat out there and there's no one signed up, but oh. the amount of people that have come up and asked about the sport and things like that, and that's really where we need to go with the league because again, it, it has it has fallen backwards. But at the same time, you know, we haven't. It's not like we haven't been through this prior. I've, I started in two thousand and three, and it was it was us and the Astros at that current time. So yeah. obviously, the Tornadoes had a bit of a break at that point, and then they stepped back in the league, and then obviously it grew from there. And it's just gone up and down. So it's about just everyone working together, which I know is tough at times because be, we're yeah. often battling with each other. <laughs> Scoob is one hundred percent right. You know, the the feel the feel has been great. You know, nothing not to take anything away from the previous committee. The previous yep. committee got us out, you know, of 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 a, of, of a couple issues and 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 steered the ship during during its difficult times. So both both committees at uh, you know the current and the previous have done a great job in in the circumstances, especially through COVID. Obviously, it's difficult. So yeah, um, so. you know that 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 would have been that would have been really really hard to try and maneuver through. So you know the fact that we're growing and we're we're up to three teams and hopefully you know we'll see what happens with Firebirds slash Stars next year. We'll see what the Spears yeah. do. No, there's there's some opportunity there, and there's definitely this opportunity is probably the key word that we really sort of, you know should look at, um and 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 see what we can work with you know in the future. Well, yeah, because I guess at the bottom of it all, teams will come and go. It's the nature of amateur sport. People uh right. got lives, and uh, sometimes their lives take over the space that they could be using for for an amateur sport. And I definitely found this in the time I was playing, it's a, it's a pretty big commitment to play American football because if you want to be good at it and you want to improve, you probably do need to train t- twice a week and then game day, especially with commitments to doing things like duty and um, and helping provide yeah. the things that the league needs just to make a game day happen. It, yeah, it can mean that, you know, just for a dude who's playing an amateur sport, he, he might be committing eight to 10 hours a week to this amateur sport. That's a big commitment. It is exhausting. And I guess the, the clubs just want to look at their succession plans, you know, and make sure yeah. that, you know, you, I, again, you keep guys around. So, my biggest, my biggest issue is obviously letting go of things. 
So I've been trying to work <laughs> on that with my guys because I've got, I've got a, you know, I'd yeah. love to just do everything myself, but then I'll find at the end of the week I'll be absolutely exhausted, or or I um Same, or I flake on the um on on a great podcast like yesterday. You know, I, it's it, it does take a lot of your life, um, you know, and 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 it's fantastic. Obviously, the you know the um the partners and the families and things like that are fantastic. My wife and I got to give a shout out, but my, my other wife, Jackie's Jackie's best friend. So they've been great <laughs> in helping me start the club, um, you know, and, and, and obviously not just listening to all my crazy football stuff, but also helping with, you know, jumping on the committee and helping, you know, wow. get, get the finances up and all that sort of stuff. Takes a village, so brother. It really does, you know. And but I've got guys in the team right now asking to jump on the committee for next year. You know what they can do to help out with in terms. Really, because you look at things. Little another little one percent is you know merch. Like merch is so underrated. People just love repping the club, you know. And but it, it obviously takes a fair bit to contact the company and get the money up, and you know all that sort of stuff. Same goes for equipment. You know we're getting equipment from the states and from a couple of other guys, yeah. and you know we're just we're on the computer all the time, just looking for looking for everything to make our club look the coolest and the safest. And and uh, yeah, it's it's you know the background stuff really really is challenging, but it's it's so great. It's like you you were down at the sevens tournament that we ran. Yeah. Um, you know that that part was to see everyone kitted out and happy and having fun. You know is all worth it. You know, as exhausting as it can be, it's it's again <laughs> we're just getting started. So you know, we just we we, we really just got to keep 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 it going and and reach out to those who want to help out to make it you know less less exhausting and less burdening. Really, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think you're really onto something with that. We're just getting started. That's got to be a social media campaign, brother. I'm telling you, you're onto something there. I think it should be a league thing. I mean, I think because oh, I, I think that should be a league thing. I mean, I think. Because you know we've we've just ref- we've just basically reset really. I mean, so obviously with yeah. us being brand new and the Centurions, you know, really really hitting a stride the last couple of years, and Gladiators have just completely rebuilt, and, and they've, they're, yeah, they're they the only team that put in two programs last year. So you know they're just getting started. The Centurions are just getting started, and so are we. So um, you know, it's, it's just about about resetting our our goals and our um you know our uh yeah basically our future really because I mean that's what's on the line. Yeah, it definitely sort of feels like. I'd like to still make contact with someone in, in Centurions and maybe even talk to them too because it really does kind of feel like yeah, as much as clubs want to see their clubs succeed in a kind of different way, it does really sort of sound like there's been a shift in focus being like, actually, it's got to be about the league succeeding and then the clubs being able to be sustainable under it and, and just to refocus it. I mean, none of these things are easy because, again, you're dealing with amateur sports and these are things that people are opting to take up as a, a, an additional part of their lives. It's not their jobs. They're not getting paid for it. You know, it's it's all about people who've got the passion for it, and it can be hard to keep that passion up when things get really hard. So, it just oh, sounds, sort right. of sounds like the attitude is is really on point, and the the culture is really starting to come right to its own. You know, my yeah. So, like for example, my my players are phenomenal. So we do obviously our Monday Wednesday training. We'll obviously have our Saturday games coming up, but they 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 get uh, they do they do their own training that I I take part in helping out on Fridays together, a small group. And then on and then on Saturdays too. There's about there's about fifteen guys that hang out on Saturdays and go run routes and do handoffs wow. and defensive drills and help each other out. We, you know, we, were, we we drove past that field in Palmerston just to have a look at uh, me and one of the other guys, Wes, in the club. Uh, we went for lunch and, and had a look. Um, and we went down to the oval and we found one of our players training by himself. No way. <laughs> just just to get better. It's amazing. You know, the the guys and I keep telling them, you know, you get out what you put in. So if you guys want to you put do. in the extra effort, you know, you're gonna be rewarded with hopefully you know, once obviously COVID, you know, settles down a bit, you know, the the, the national championships, the Australian team, you know, this sky's a yeah. limit. You know, I've, I've coached, coached players and seen players go overseas, you know, and done, have had 40 scholarship over there. There's so much you can do. 
yeah, I think if people do want to put in that effort, it's, it's, it's a good community for it too because it's a nice small community. So if you stand out, you get recognized pretty quickly. I mean, God, even a chump like me played a game for the Monarchs, Jay. So, <laughs> so you know, it's possible for anyone. <laughs> no way. You'd have been a superstar. And that's, that's, that's our next thing, you know, our state, our state representation, like it's, it's our territory, sorry, is, uh, is, is huge. You know, with the, the, the guys tried really hard this year to get a game up and obviously Victoria in their lockdown, they couldn't, couldn't achieve it. Um, but the fact that, you know, we're, we're trying to get our state team back up and running, um, can just show you anyone that we're, we're, we're really trying with the resources we have and we just got to keep at it, you know, because there's no, and as you know, like there's no greater feeling than playing for your, for your state slash territory and yet, um, and you're representing, you know, like, so my last coaching gig was New South Wales head coach and that was one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. The friendships I made through there, you know, I the bet. experiences uh, were, were amazing and I still reflect on it. I still talk to the guys frequently from different clubs, from the Rebels, from, you know, uh, the Raiders, Mustangs, like it's just, it's, it's, it's something that, you will cherish for the rest of your life. And I really, really hope that we can get our state team back up and running um, and to a competitive level one day too. Yeah, that'd be great. Because I think that's the other thing. We're playing from such a small base that it can be hard to be competitive. But, uh, you know, the great thing about it is you only end up with players in that team who are really passionate about playing and really about, you know, making the most of that opportunity. It was definitely how I felt playing for the Monarchs that, that one time. I mean, I didn't get asked back, so maybe it didn't go so well. But in my mind, it was terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, so a couple of quick questions <laughs> to wrap it up. If you're a schmo like me, maybe not as old as me, but if you're a bit of a schmo who's interested in American football and, hey, you might be in North Canberra too, how do we get in touch with Gungala Wolves Gridiron? Uh, yeah, so we're on Facebook. Uh, obviously, we're on a Facebook group, Gungala Wolves Gridiron Club. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, so the same sort of thing. Um, so through, through the Facebook, uh, you can send through an email, so gungalawolvesgridiron at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, we're pretty easy to get hold of. It's uh, or even just come down Monday, Wednesday, six thirty to eight thirty. We're just the Amber playing ovals. Um, just come down, say good day. Our our sevens tournament got a, a fair bit of interest, obviously off probably, uh, off our Instagram. So we had a couple of guys come down to uh, our sponsor, the district, afterwards, and actually had a chat about joining us, which is yeah. pretty great. Um, so yeah, uh, they're they're probably the main ways that you know they can come uh, come down and have a look, or even just make contact. No, it's terrific because I think it all starts with curiosity, right? People come and go, well, I play Madden or I've seen you guys. Tell me about it. So I think, you know, yeah. if we give people the best opportunities to follow up their curiosity, and hopefully that will lead to more recruiting and, uh, and a better league. Mate, this oh, is a man. fantasy football podcast. Yeah, too. that's do you, right. Yep. Do you play any fantasy or have you played fantasy football? We do, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my, uh, me and a few of the, few, few of the guys through Gridiron and even – uh, the two wives and uh, a couple of other people this year have joined. So we're going to 12 no league year for our second year. Ah, uh, second year. So what's what's the name of the league? What's the uh, coveted I title? <laughs> I haven't even looked at it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, of course. You've been busy doing other things. Um, <laughs> one more follow-up. It's, uh, it's secondary right now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Mate, I've got one last question for you, and uh, it's, it's probably an unfair question. Who is your favorite local gridiron club of all time? And why is it the Astros? <laughs> oh, it definitely was the Astros. I do miss them. I, uh, <laughs> uh, look, obviously, you know, the, the Firebirds gave me my experience and my, uh, you know, in, in my chance, my opportunity. Um, you know, I hope that they can get back up and running sometime soon. Obviously, yeah. I, I'm going to be biased and say the Gungahlin Wolves, my favourite club. 
Um, I think that's a fair answer, <laughs> Jay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? Any any club that promotes American football is my favourite. I know that's probably a cliche and a, a cop out, but at the end of the day, you know that's what we're trying to do here. You know, we're just trying to get out. You know, and 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 show and showcase the sport that we love. You know, and we put so much energy and effort to it. It's uh, yeah. I just hope that you know some some hopefully one day soon we can have a a highly competitive league and our and a representative team. You know, gets back up and running, and we just share the experiences through as many people as possible you know it's it's what we're all that's what we're here for um and that's what we're trying to build holy shit that's a beautiful answer <laughs> <laughs> worked hard wow. the last few days Look at that. <laughs> it sounds like you've been in uh, public relations a little this is really starting <laughs> to become your lane jace um, <laughs> uh, i've just i've just done a few recruitments this year so I <laughs> you're in mid-season <laughs> form mate <laughs> <laughs> i also can't, just want to say I got in contact through the Instagram page and I just reached out to the message on there and said, oh, hey, you know, just crossed my mind. Maybe my stupid little podcast could be of help to to you guys. And Josh was like lightning coming back to me. So if there is anyone listening who is interested in in just learning a little bit about local American football um, and, and especially from the north side of Canberra too, but Josh is probably a good place to start. And I just reached him by hitting the message tab on the Instagram account. He was back to me in minutes, mate. It was quick. So Josh has been amazing. We we uh, we signed Josh up um, in Majura Park uh, recruitment recruitment day, and uh, from day dot he's helped us with um, you know getting sponsorship. Um, you know he's obviously at every single practice, starting up the Instagram. I have no idea about Instagram, so starting that up and uh, and and it, it's been huge. You know uh, helping us out and, and getting us out there. Yeah, he's terrific. He's a real asset. But mate, look, I just wanted yeah. to finish up by saying. All the very best, mate. Good luck to the the Wolves this season. It'll be good to see the team get on the field and uh, and start to chuck that ball around and start to pound some people. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. But, but all the very best from you know from a mate to a mate, but also just from someone who enjoys American football to to the local team in the local comp. Thank you so much. I really really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat and uh and yeah, we're excited. You know, we the more again more exposure the better. Um, you know, so really appreciate coming on and um yeah, we'll be we'll be good to have a bit of a follow up chat down the track and and we can sort of hopefully let you know how successful the club's been and the, and the league too, the sport and, and and what we can you know and more and more people that we can reach out to. I think that might be something we have to do to some point through the season, just either do a check-in or maybe at the end of the season, do a bit of a wrap-up with you. That'd be cool. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, buddy. You watch Captain Morgan, Melvin Gordon, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, just to name a few. These are Taylor's boys. These are not only his husband, but his best man at his wedding, I think. The pickup of Justin Sherbert not only gave me some light at the end of the tunnel, but a soulmate to spend the rest of my life with. We're all here for a good time, not a long time. So great to have Jace come through the show. Hopefully he can reach out to somebody in the Centurions too and can get around the whole league before our season kicks off. Our season is kicking off soon too in terms of the Fantasy Football League. Our draft day, write this down, August the 29th. It's a Sunday. We're going to kick it off in the late morning. We're going to run through the Astros draft and also the Keeper League draft as well. The majority of the league is in both now and... I don't know how this worked out. We're going to have to talk to TC about this, but I was under the impression that the Keeper League is expanding out from 12 teams to a few more as well. So we'll find out more about that and come back to you about it. But the draft, no matter what shape that league takes, is going to be on the same day as the Astros regular redraft league, and that's going to be August the 29th, Sunday. And we've actually got a pretty cool little venue teed up for that. So uh, find that one. It's an event on the Facebook page. If you want more details about it too, you can just tap me on the shoulder and I will send them through. Now, I can't help myself from doing this because I am a data guy. And last year, 
I had a little bit more time on my hands than I have this year. So apologies for not having more of this this year than I did last year. Last year I went through and I did a full freaking profile on every team. I created spreadsheets with 11 years of data in it. I just, I went hog wild. This year I'm picking out some stuff from it just because we've got new divisions this year. Last year we saw, you know, the four divisions the way they were. We I think last year was probably about the most hyper aware people were about who was in their division and what they needed to do in their division to either stop somebody else having success or to find success of their own. This year, I thought, let's get on the front foot about divisions. Let's have a look at who is in each division. And uh, I share this in the group chat, but I'm going to pop it up on all our social media as well. Here is what each division looks like. And we, we've spoken a little bit about who's in each division, but know your enemy. This is what everyone in the division has done playoff-wise in the time that they've been in these divisions. All right, so let's dive across to the north. It is where TC holds the ground for the north, having won it last year. He's in the same division this year as Justin, who had his debut in the playoffs coming second last year in the south. He's moving into the north. The Jiggity Jigs come across from the west. And Playmaker, that's Kenny's side, come in from the east. And what it means is that, having a look through this division, TC has had seven appearances in the playoffs behind Kenny with five. Both Justin and Pete have only had the one, and both of them, sadly... One and done, both losses. But have a look at TC and Kenny. Between them, they've got eight wins from their ten starts, three grand final appearances, and two championships. So it's not a division without pedigree. Look out for what's going on over in the Astro League North. In the south, where Joel, for the first time in a few years, went through, won the division, returned to the playoffs triumphantly, only to also get beaten in the first round. But what happened for him, though, it was his fifth playoff appearance. And it's it's interesting, too, because he's been in the league since the beginning. And, gee, have a look at this division. You've got Jerry, who's only missed one season of any of the Astro League. Tim, who's been a foundation member. And Taylor, who is the most recent member from that group. He's played about six seasons. And Taylor's actually got the most playoff appearances. He's got seven ahead of Jerry, who's got six, because he just continues to make the playoffs every other year. Tim Tim, who's only made two playoff runs, but I mean, the most recent was only two years ago. And then the Struggle Town Sausage Dogs, Joel, somehow only has five playoff appearances. But have a look along this graph here. The wins. It's Joel who's got five playoff appearances, but he's got three wins. That's equal for the best in this division with Taylor, the Vinegar Strokes. Unbelievable to think that even though he's got the least appearances, he's got the most wins. It turns out there is four grand final appearances in this uh, division as well, between Joel having one, Jerry having two, both losses, the poor bastard, and Tim Tim also having made one. And it's both Joel and Tim who've won their only grand final appearance. So again, a division with a lot of pedigree. And if you add up all these playoff appearances, 22 playoff appearances between these four teams in this division. Now, that is far more than the North, where they only had 14. These guys, 22 appearances. Just guys who've made the playoffs fairly often. Stuck across to the east, and let's talk about our champions, Scuba Steve. His team is called $10 Booker, and they defend in the ground of the east. He uh, had a good run last year. Scuba Steve, actually, he did the sweep last year too. He made the playoffs for the first time in a couple of seasons, and then, shump, he went on the sweep. He beats Justin in the first round through the wild card, and then goes immediately ahead and beats the other guy from the south, Joel, who for the first time makes the playoffs in ages, and just gets swept out of the way by Scuba Steve, and then goes on to win the grand final. So of his five playoff wins, three of them were last year. Other than that, he would have a 5-3 and three record. But it did avenge that playoff loss. He had a grand final appearance way back when in a... I think it might have been around 2012 when he played against Brendan. 
2012? Maybe it was 2015. One of those two Brendan championships where he lost. But uh, he avenged that by getting his win. He is one of the two teams to have made grand finals in this division. Strangely, Adam from the Queensland football team, who was the second team in this division in terms of seeding, three seasons, three trips to the playoffs, three one and dones. This guy allergic to success when the stakes matter. Unbelievable. Just been knocked out. No matter where he's seeded in the playoffs, turns up on playoff day, shits la bed. Next in that division, uh, it's me, Matty C, Carabao Kings. So I've got nine playoff appearances, which it did include quite a lot of one and dones earlier. I just kept on drawing Brendan in the first round of playoffs in that period where he was just going to the playoffs and going to the grand final every damn year. Um, so it's taken a little while for me to accumulate some playoff wins, but I've got a five and four record, far from stellar. Two trips to the grand final and two wins, though, so shh. We, we can all listen to that as a bedtime story because it's such a, a tremendous story of success and, and a little guy overcoming... <laughs> I'm not going to bore anyone with my trips to the, pl- uh, the playoffs and the finals there, but Jackal, down the bottom, someone says to me, how come Jackal's got no stats? Well, he's just somehow never been to the playoffs. And, I mean, he's had seasons where he's gone 500, so pretty good. Uh, and I think this could be the year. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it this is the year. Everyone else in this division is going to stink it up, and it's going to be Jackal's year. So uh, I'm, I'm putting my neck out for you there, Jackal. Lastly, let's duck over to the west where we've got Ola Khan Space Pirates. This is Seahorse's team. Now, they won the division last year, and they did it with some prowess. I mean, there was only one week all year where they didn't lead the whole league, and in that one week... It was another team from the West who led the whole league. It was Pete. So, I mean, this was a tough division. Seahorse has been in the league for three years. He's got four playoff appearances. But that trip to the grand final was a losing one. And having a look down the rest of this division, have a look at this. You've got Cornhuskers, who has seven playoff appearances. Only two wins from those seven appearances. And what happens here is Ryan's got five losses, which has prevented him from winning a grand final. He's got to two grand finals, but hasn't won one. But what we're saying here is this is a league that has been around 11 years. Coach Ryan has been in for 10 years, and every alternating year, he's made the finals. And because he missed last year, it means he's due to go this year. So we're going to see him improve on that seven playoff wins. But have a go at this guy, Brendan. He is the third seed in the division. He has got 13 playoff appearances by himself. This guy's the Tom Brady of our league. He's got nine playoff wins, only four losses, six grand final appearances. Six! That's absurd. Two wins as well. And then the fourth guy in the division is Marky Mark, who had an utter stinker last year. He only managed five wins, the poor devil. As the defending champion, I think he just got everyone's best shot. Now, Marky Mark has been in the league for, I think this is his seventh season, and he's got seven playoff appearances, which matches Coach Ryan. He's got twice as many wins, because he went the whole way from the wild card last year, too, and uh, and picked up three straight playoff wins. Uh, he's got three losses, too, which show just so many years where he's made the playoffs and then gotten beaten pretty early on. But he's got that one grand final appearance and a grand final win. This division has 10 grand final appearances amongst them, which is amazing. That's almost half of the grand finalists ever in our league coming from this uh, this one division and three three grand final wins amongst it. So what we see here is of the 11 championships, 10 of the championships have gone to teams that are still in the league. The only one who's not here is Simon McGuinness, who won back in 2014 and he hasn't been in the league for a couple of years. And he sort of, I think, was the one who made way for Seahorse to come in. But have a look at that. The league, Astro League North, has three grand final appearances and two wins. The Astro League South this year has four grand final appearances, two wins. 
Having a look in the East, you got four grand final appearances, three wins. Fantastic from the East. Now, a lot of efficiency there. And then in the West, ten grand final appearances, but only the three wins. So we'll see who gets the wins this year, where the playoff appearances come from. But just super interesting to see that having Brendan in a division anyway really does skew how many playoff wins around the division. But the West has... 31 playoff appearances in there, where, say, the East has 20, the South had 22, and the North had something like 9. It was just 14. 14! The North had 14. And here you go. you got one division with 31. Just absurd. The other thing I liked to look at, too, was record versus your division. Now, I'm going to go into that a little bit more in our next episode, but uh, I've posted that into the group thread, too, and I think that is super, super interesting. All right, guys, so I foreshadowed a little bit about talking about record versus your division for next week. I'm looking forward to talking about that. I'm also going to have Taylor come through. And what's cool about that is Taylor and Mark and I, we became embroiled in a 16-team league, which is about folks who either produce content for Instagram or have their own podcast. And uh, we're going to represent the entire Astro League on that. We drafted fairly recently, too, in a bit of a... They filled the league and were immediately like, so when do we draft? Let's do it today! And then it just it happened. So Taylor and I ended up in the draft, and, uh, and we'll share a bit about how that all went when Taylor comes through. And then we'll get another mock draft up before draft season begins. So in the meantime... I'm going to hop out of the way. My name is Matty C. I am the host of the show. Thanks for joining me. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We are at Astro League Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Astro League Pod. And then, of course, we've got the email address, AstroLeaguePodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if there's anything you want to recommend for the merch store. That merch store is through the link on any of our social media, but also through TeePublic forward slash Astro League Podcast. I'll catch you guys next week. Hooroo. Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.